in my mother tongue bangla golpo is a curious word it means story a noun and it also means conversation the verb i have grown up to the wonderful sound of golpo stories and conversations that have shaped me to be the storyteller that i am today in this brand new season of golpo stories from around the world me your storyteller rituparna will continue to bring you stories that have picked me yes stories pick me they really ask me to tell them they poke punch provoke and push me to tell them but before they do all of that they speak to me lighting up my mind and my heart in ways that only a very special story can do and in this podcast i bring to you some of those special stories these are just some of my stories hand picked and tucked in my story bag so i can tell them to you when the time is right are these stories for children or adults well they are for anyone who has a heart beating for stories and i really hope that this podcast helps you discover that inside you play this on your way to work to put your child to sleep to create a moment together as a family to share an idea with your team find a dose of inspiration creativity or a fresh perspective perhaps let these stories be your companion when you want some quality time with yourself like i said you will hear a story today and i hope it stays with you and lights up your heart and mind like the way these stories do for me one day the forest gecko and squirrel went hunting together the two friends made their way to the hunting ground of the day one that they had identified together since the two animals preferred to hunt alone the squirrel went hunting first while takang the forest gecko stayed behind waiting for his turn the squirrel went out to hunt and after a few hours he returned pulling a massive wild boar what luck my friend you've got a wild boar today the forest gecko cheered his exhausted hunting partner back to the camp what do you mean by lucky do you know what troubles i had catching this wild boar this one looks like an easy hunt but no my friend i had to wear myself out to catch this one this is what hard work looks like replied the squirrel i can see that now tell me squirrel would you give me the boar's skin so that i can barbecue it asked the forest gecko oh why if i give you the boar's skin there will be nothing to protect its flesh replied the squirrel he was upset that his friend was asking to share his catch in that case what about its nails you could share that with me the forest gecko tried again Come on if i give you its nails what will it use to step and walk with said the squirrel the forest gecko tried a few more times he asked the squirrel for the skin and meat of the wild boar but the squirrel would not let him have any bit of his hunt the squirrel the proud brave and somewhat 
greedy hunter sat pleased with his hunting expedition. He was certain that the forest gecko would not be able to outdo him in hunting the next day. That night, after a hearty feast, the squirrel settled under the stars. With an empty stomach, the forest gecko stayed up all night, waiting for his turn to go hunting. The next morning, at the crack of dawn, the forest gecko went deeper into the forest. After some time, he came upon the perfect spot that he had been looking for. He climbed a tree and shook its branches. The insects, fruits and flowers fell into the river flowing under it. And very soon, the fishes came gathering around to eat what fell into the river. The forest gecko hopped down from the tree and caught as many fish as he could. Very soon, he had a large basket full of fish. By the time the forest gecko carried his basket full of fish to the hunting camp, the squirrel had roasted a part of his boar again. He was enjoying his meal, but when he saw a basket full of fish, his tongue craved for a change of taste. Oh, well, look who has all the hunter's luck today. How did you catch so much fish, forest gecko? This was a quick hunt for you, teased the squirrel. You think this is lucky, squirrel? It's a lot of intelligence, I tell you. I was at the right place at the right time with a lot of intelligence, a strategy and a plan. I caught this fish. This was not easy, boasted the forest gecko. Really? I wouldn't have known, forest gecko. Would you care to give me a fish to roast tonight? I'm tired of eating the wild boar meat, suggested the squirrel. Oh, I can't give you a fish to eat, squirrel. How will it swim in the water? refused the forest gecko. I see. The scales then? Just a few. Can you spare that? tried the squirrel again. Oh no! Without its scales, the fish will die in the water. The forest gecko had made up his mind. He was going to refuse the squirrel every single time. And the more he was refused, the more the squirrel tried. But nothing worked. The forest gecko had decided, tit for tat it is. The forest gecko roasted his fish and feasted happily while the squirrel munched on his wild boar. Their two friends didn't share their food. They didn't share their hunting strategies. Neither did they talk. They stayed silent and ate. The next morning, they lifted their baskets of roasted wild boar meat and fish and carried it home to their wives. Their wives were delighted to see two baskets full of fresh food. But wait a minute, why are there two separate baskets? Didn't the two hunting partners share their catch? The wives looked at their husbands expectantly. It was the squirrel. He didn't share his wild boar with me and so I didn't share my fish with him, confessed the forest gecko. The squirrel's wife took a wooden spoon and hit her husband on the head. Bang! The spoon left a white mark on the squirrel's head. You can see that spot even today. All squirrels have a white patch on their heads. A gentle reminder to share one's food always. And the forest gecko? Well, his wife picked a wooden comb and she hit her husband on the back. Bang! The comb left a mark on the gecko's back. A mark that forest geckos carry till date as a reminder to be kind about food 
no matter whether a friend or a foe. This story is shared within the Penan people, a community of indigenous and nomadic people in Sarawak and Borneo. Just like the characters in this story, the Penan are forest gatherers and hunters. They rely on the forest for their sustenance. The wild pig is a prize catch, while they also hunt for small animals and catch fish. This fable-like native story is a gentle reminder to their own people about the virtue of food and its sharing. So far, I have read only two versions of this story. One of them comes from A Feast of Stories, Food Tales from Asia. This is an anthology of food stories gathered and rewritten by storytellers who are part of the Federation of Asian Storytellers. This is one of the many Margaret Reed McDonald stories that I am a fan of. As much as I admire her passion for gathering folktales, I equally love the simplicity with which she tells them. The second version comes from a website that captures the cultural continuity of indigenous communities through the arts from Borneo. My version of this story is a gentle retelling for this podcast. In fact, it is these two diverse sources that prodded me to pick this story for the podcast. First, this is about food, a universal need that binds every species on this planet. Whether we forage for our food, hunt, gather, make, cook, buy or steal, we all need food to survive, period. How we get to our food and, and what we exchange and bargain is where a lot of interesting things happen. Food in the context of an indigenous community such as Penan is a means to survive in the forest. The act of sharing one's food is a reminder to coexist, to share when we have more, to help someone survive when they have less. Sharing of food is an important community act. Through history, humans have converged on food, sharing a primal need, inviting friends, communities and strangers to break a bread. If you are sharing this story in a classroom with students, do look up the resources and links that I have shared in the show notes. The significance of food is a cultural practice. From food traditions to native recipes to food as an industry, there is a lot of discoveries that this story can trigger. This is a perfect picnic or potluck story, something you can share before you settle down to eat. Of course, you don't need to remind people to share their food, but it's a good one to be grateful for the act of sharing. I find a lot of similarities between stories and food, storytelling and cooking. There are ingredients, recipes, secret sauces and a sprinkling of magic grains that make both storytelling and cooking a wholesome experience. In that context, I see this story as a metaphor for our wisdom. To all those who live through life gathering wisdom but don't share it through stories, this one is a gentle nudge to share it with others. In the business world, I imagine this story as an icebreaker to open doors for knowledge management. Recently, in a business storytelling pitch, a client asked me, Rituparna, are you suggesting we create a bank of stories? Of course, my business storytelling trainings are designed to nudge people, my clients, towards gathering their stories. But before that, one has to make people share them with one another and find virtue and benefit in sharing of stories. 
I know which story to tell to invite them to share their stories. And no, I won't carry a spoon or a comb to whack their heads. I don't learn that from my stories. I hope neither do you. Thank you for listening. Golpo Stories from Around the World is a podcast of stories that spark conversations. You will find a bunch of traditional tales in here, retold and bridged with the world that we live in today. A story grows only when it is told. So go ahead and share these stories in the classroom, in the boardroom or in your living room. And come back to me and tell me what did everyone say? If you like my stories and want to support this podcast, then you may want to gift a story, a little contribution to make storytelling sustainable for you, me and others. To know more about my work, you can look up www.yourstorybag.com. I have a weekly newsletter. Follow the sound of my stories with the hashtag #storytellingwithrituparna. You can connect with me on social media. The links are in the show notes below. Until the next story, happy storytelling.